0: Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadh al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. بسم
1: الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله Wa who is على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه the one who is 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 فقلت يركع عند المياه ثم الله فقلت يصلي بها في ركعة ثم الله فقلت يركع بها ثم افتتح النساء فقرأها ثم افتتح على إمران فقرأها يقرأ المترسلة إذا مر بآية فيها تسبح مسبح وإذا مر بسؤال سهل وإذا مر بتعوذ تعوذ ثم ركع فجعل يقول سبحان ربي العظيم فكان ركعه نحو من قيامه ثم قَالْ سِمِعَ الله لمن هَمِيدَهِ ربنا لك الحمد ثم قام طويلا قريبا مما ركع ثم سجد فقال سبحان ربي العلى فكان سجوده قريبا من قيامه رواه مسلم الله so عنه prayed with the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi one night and he began reciting Surah al-baqarah I thought to myself that he would go into Rukur, the bowing position after reciting 100 verses, but he continued reciting. I then thought to myself that he would complete the Surah in the prayer, but he continued. I then thought that he would go into the bowing position at the end of that chapter, but he began reciting Surah al-Nisa and completing the entire chapter. Then he began reciting Surah Ali Imran and completing the entire chapter. His recitation was slow and measured. When he recited a verse containing glorification, he glorified Allah. When he recited a verse of request, he asked from Allah. When he recited a verse that relates to seeking refuge, he sought refuge in Allah. He then went into the bowing position and said, Subhana Alim. Glory to you, my Lord, the might, the great. His bowing was similar to his standing. Then he said, rabbana lakal hamd. Allah hears the one who praises him. That, O Lord of ours, all praise is due to you. He then remained standing for a long time, almost as long as the time he spent in the bowing position. He then prostrated and said, al-A'la, glory to my Lord the Most High. His prostration was almost as long as his standing. MashaAllah Tabarakallah. So in this blessed hadith, we learn about how much our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would exert himself in worship. And the narrator of this hadith the great companion, in Hrudaytha ibn al-Yaman, was known as the Sahibu Sirri Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was known as the possessor of secrets, of the messenger of Allah. And the Prophet singled him out with knowledge of the munafiqeen, of the hypocrites. And so the Prophet knew who the hypocrites were. But he put everything in its proper place, sallallahu alayhi wa The outward is in the outward and the inward and the inward. And it was only Hudayfa who had this knowledge of the Munafiqeen, of the hypocrites and who they were. And it was after the time of the Prophet the companions would look and see who Hudayfa wouldn't pray on. And they knew that if he refused to pray upon some, some, he wouldn't say anything. But they realized that there was something potentially there. And he also was had a special knowledge of the fitnah and mustaqbala, Of the, the future that uh, Fitten, uh, and again it's a difficult word to translate the various trials and tribulations that would happen uh, that throughout the course of history he had a knowledge of that that our Prophet specified him with. So he narrates this hadith. And he says that one night that a layla that I prayed with the Prophet it was remember here and was meant Mahir that alayl or Tahajud and you could see that the Prophet Sallallahu even in his private worship at home, or wherever he was Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is that the companions had tried their best to be with him as much as he could. And so he says that he enters into prayer, and he starts reciting Surah Al-Baqarah. He says then in his mind, he's thinking, he's gonna recite 100 verses, and then go into the bowing position. He says, but he continued reciting. And then that I said to myself that he's going to re- recite the entire chapter that and in one rakah, and then one cycle of prayer. But he continued. And then I said that he's going to that eventually prostrate. He's going to eventually bow. He said, but then he, after finishing Surah Al-Baqarah, he starts reciting Surah Al-Nisa. So subhanAllah, you can imagine him, that what that would have been like, praying behind the Prophet and he's reciting Surah Al Baqarah. The entire chapter, subhanAllah. And then after he finishes Surah Al Baqarah, he starts reciting Surah Al Nisa. And he didn't go into the detail like he did before, but he just says that he recited the entire chapter. And then after Surah Al Nisa, he starts to recite Surah Al Imran. And we know Surah Al comes before Surah Al Nisa, but it's permissible for someone in prayer to recite from whatever chapter that they want. So you can recite a later chapter and then come back to an earlier chapter. And then just so that we didn't think that he's like speeding through it and reciting very quickly, and essentially that means مرتلن. He was reciting with a slow and measured tone. And not only that, we have these incredible descriptions about how he recited. Every time that he would pass by a verse, that would have tasbih in it. That Allah would be glorified, the Prophet would glorify. And every time that he would pass by a verse where there would be something that we're supposed to supplicate for, he would supplicate. And so this is something that we should do in our own recitation. When we recite in the Hizb, that we recite from beginning to end uh, to try to, to do it in a that uh, set period of time. But on our own, if you pass by one of the du'as of the Quran, it's good to pause and to make the du'a once or twice or three times, however many times, but it's good to make the du'a and actually say the du'a and to glorify Allah, it's about glorifying him and so forth. And then the next description is, is that when he passed by a verse, where we want to seek refuge in Allah for something. So something that is said about disbelievers, something that's said about the people who disobey Allah, that we seek refuge in Allah Ta'ala from that. So this was the way he was reciting. And he recited Surah al-Baqarah, Surah al-Nisa, Surah al-Ali Amran. Then he went into the bowing position. And he started to say, Subhanahu al-Rabbi And so just imagine how long that would take you to recite Surah al-Baqarah, Nisa, and al-Ali Amran. And he said that he remained in the bowing position, the length that he was in the standing position. Saying, Subhanahu al-Rabbi azim Then he said, Simi'Allahu limun hamidah. And, and then he comes out of the bowing position into the standing position. And and he stood in the standing position that near to the amount of time, close to the amount of time that he was in the bowing position. And then he went to prostration and said, Subhana And then his sujood was about as long as his standing. So, Subhanallah, and this is just one raqa. and you can imagine that what the worship of our Prophet was like. All of this indicating to us is that we should be people, even if we can't do this amount of worship or this much, is that really find deep pleasure in worshiping our Lord Subhanahu wa Taala, and be ready to roll up our sleeves to worship in a way that is pleasing to Him Subhanahu wa Taala, and the secret to this worship is coming to know Allah and doing our best and following the footsteps of our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, starting with something that we can do consistently and then slowly adding, slowly adding. And this is what Habib Ali Jifa used to say is that in that moment that we want to spend at the end of the day in halwa and Solitude, that if you start with just a few minutes is it slowly? Is it you'll start to find its sweetness? He said, and eventually that hours will pass by, and you haven't even realized. And we start with something we can do, and we build upon that, trying to emulate in the whole process our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this is what his name Ahmed means, Ahmed al khalq lil Khalik. Is it no one praised and glorified Allah like our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam? May Allah Ta'ala bless us to be able to follow in His footsteps and emulate Him in all of our different affairs.
0: Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full time, part time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.